Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. This week is going to be a little bit of a different kind of podcast. Last week I interviewed David Michael Barrett and Casper Andreas, the men behind the new movie Kiss Me, Kill Me, and they invited me to the premiere. So I went there and just interviewed a whole bunch of people on the red carpet. So that's what this is going to be. Uh, they talk a little bit about the movie, but they also talk about the year that we've had and the best and worst things about the year. I tried to have fun with, with everybody that I talked to. And there were some really cool people there. So you're going to hear from Jay Rodriguez, who you know from Queer Eye, uh, Kit Williamson, who was on Mad Men and also created the web series East Siders. Um, who else did I talk to? Yolanda Ross, who was in the Get Down, the Baz Luhrmann show. Um, so a whole bunch of people that I will introduce as we go along. Um, before we get to that, I want to thank, um, my patrons. I have some patrons now. Uh, I have a Patreon page where I post one, probably like once a month, an extra bonus episode of something. And you can find out about that by searching for Dennis Anyone on patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, or there's also links to it on the Dennis Anyone Facebook page and DennisAnyone.net. Um, you can also find some fun pictures at DennisAnyone.net. I took a few pictures at Willem Belli's office lair place to give you an idea of what that place looks like. That's at DennisAnyone.net. You can also contribute to my virtual tip jar, which I always appreciate because it keeps the podcast free. Because you know what my big expense is, people? Parking. Yeah. When I go to interview these people... Sometimes they live in places where there's parking meters and that adds up. That's all I'm saying. Um, and web hosting fees and stuff. So I always appreciate that. Um, like Dennis Anyone on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at Hensley Dennis. All right. That's it. So uh, without any further ado, we're going to start uh, the Kiss Me, Kill Me premiere uh, roundup, if you will. And we'll start with Jay Rodriguez, who you know and love from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Um, he plays a cop in the movie. You just did Buyer and Seller here in town, the one-man show. Yeah, it was really, really great. It was, How'd it uh, go? Gary Marshall uh, saw it in New York, loved it, and wanted to do a completely different, uh, reinvented, re-envisioned version of it. So that's what we did, which scared me, because I didn't know that until after he cast me. Right. And what I, did he want to do different? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. He didn't want it to feel like a stand-up act. He wanted it to feel like seven completely different characters on one stage, a more theatrical, like they were having a scene together, as opposed to one person Counting the right, tale, telling the story. Yeah. So it became that, and um, it just got nominated today for uh, best direction, best costume, and then the, uh, I think it was the NoHo Arts Film Festival. I can't remember, but um, yeah, so I'm really excited Congrats. for everyone. Yeah, it's really cool. Where were you in the process of that when he passed away? So I got cast in June, I believe. He, he passed away late July. Okay, so he didn't. You, you, I couldn't remember when he when it all was. Yeah, I'm like the last person he cast. Did you meet? You met him though, right? I love him. What's your yeah. favorite memory of him? Uh, the fact that he. Um, um, I came in not wanting to do the project. I mean, you know, if you do theater in LA, you know you're not making yeah. any money unless you're right. touring through the fan stages. Um, and so it's just an investment. And uh, my manager was and like, it's a lot of, you have to, it's all you. It's a lot. And then he's like, just go, just go meet with Gary. What's the worst yeah. that can happen? You, you, met, yeah. you met him and you come away with the story. The next thing you know, you could be in Groundhog Day or whatever. Exactly. So, whatever flag so day. I think uh, my favorite memory of was working with him and having him um, after there was even any notes for Jay and he was like, no, I think he's a terrific. You know, he's doing this whole thing. And 
and um, and I thought, oh my gosh, he sounds like Barry, which is my character's boyfriend. I was like, right. I'm gonna make my Barry, oh. a, you know, an homage. Uh, yes, an homage. Did to anyone him, to pick up on that? Everyone. Yeah. Oh, they love they were that. Like, it's like a young Gary Marshall. Right. Like, yeah, that was what I was going for. Yeah. All right. So, Kiss Me, Kill Me. You play yes. a cop. I do. do I you rock like, a leather jacket. You, you very sir. serious. Oh, I'll have you know, I actually own that. That's mine. I brought that. That's um, a nice jacket. Thanks. Yeah. Basically, someone had fallen out. I think two, three weeks prior to shooting, yeah. and the guys, uh, Van. Actually, it was Kit Williamson from Eastsiders. Right. I just did Eastsiders with him, and he was like, "What about Jay Rodriguez uh, for this other role?" They were the, David Michael Barrett and Casper Andreas were very nice. They did right. not make me audition. They sat across from me right. and interviewed me, which is even more yeah. Weird you're like, what are they looking at? Yeah, you're like table manners. Them, you're like, how do I right. be detective in exactly. natural conversation? Exactly. Uh, and so yeah, but then um, we started shooting, and it was a great. I think we did worked on it for three weeks, two and a half, three weeks. Uh, two years ago, January. So wow, it's, it's been a while. long time. I'm excited to finally leave it? tonight. I've seen it twice. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited to leave with footage. There <laughs> so you go. I can put it on my reel. What was your favorite um, memory making it? Working with Yolanda, probably, who's my partner. She's your partner in the cop partner? She's, yeah, she is just a badass, and she kind of set the tone because I'm the rookie, right? And right. She's sort of this, you know, seasoned, um, dramatic actor who does, who's got this great resume, and, and thankfully, we just, like, right off the bat clicked, and it was like, where's our spinoff? Like, we exactly. just, yeah. You should be on Law yeah, & Order now. It was fun. Um, year End is coming up. What was the best thing for you about 2016 and the worst thing about 2016? I think the best thing was I have two movies coming out, both this week. What's um, the other one? It's called Hospice, and it's premiering at Arclight. Um, they have distribution, so they're just doing like a world premiere kickoff, and then they're going to... Hospice sounds like a horror movie. It's action. It's, it is it is an action thriller, and I play the straight male lead. What? There you go. I'm, wow. I've fallen out of sassy gay friend. I can't get cast in that or What's even audition for it. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Is it the facial hair? I'm just too old. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't, and I'm just like a little like, it's not my, not wheelhouse, but that, I, I get some really great work this year that, I mean, working with Gary, Grace Anatomy, which I just wrapped two weeks ago, a bunch of really great professionals. And you were things. in something, in a tricky Grace and Frankie. Year. Grace and Frankie aired this year. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a tricky year, I think, for the world. Right. Um, but with all that, I think the best thing was just feeling like I am in my lane and I feel like I'm, you know, <laughs> having a, uh, a time in my life where I feel secure about what I'm doing. So. Yeah, it must have been challenging to go from Queer Eye to remind the world that, no, I perform. I'm an actor. It was very hard because I think the only one that that show did not help. Uh, yeah. I did not suddenly raise my, uh, my you know, uh, efficiency as an actor. I still had to prove myself and start from the bottom. I mean, it took me about a year and a half to book my first guest star. Thank you, Ryan Murphy, for Nip Tuck. Um, and then from there, it's been, you know, nine years of really looking consistently and somewhat under the radar and just being one of the working actors that casting people uh, like. And thankfully now it's all kind of coming to a head or in projects that people are seeing. That's awesome. Yeah. Does that feel like yesterday or does it feel like a million years ago? Sometimes when I look at photos, uh, it, you know, it looks like a, uh, a million years ago because I look so different, but it sometimes feels like yesterday. Yeah. And, you you know, it's it's hard to get away from the thought of we'll never have that again. You know what I mean? Because we all have such... so Our lives are so different and so distinct and just firmly grounded in what each of us wanted, were doing before and what want to be doing now. And so, you know, I mean, I, three of them live in New York. Two of them Do you ever see them? Do you guys ever get together? Carson a lot. Yeah. Because um, he travels to Los Angeles for work a lot. Um, Kai and I talk to pretty regularly. Yeah. Tom, the interior designer, is... She's always been busy. So, right. no, I don't talk to 
all that much. Ted, I talked. Ted checks in like, like, uh, like an older brother, and I, I love that. And yeah, it's, it's I want you guys to be on the Celebrity Family Feud. That would the be five of you, right? Carson already do it though. He ruined it. I don't it. know. Did he ruin it for everybody? He did it with his family. Yeah. All right. Um, worst thing about 2016? Everyone's got the same answer. The election result. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I'll say this. Uh, let me give you a different answer. I, I would say the um, the worst thing is how um, frightened people are of each other at the moment, and, um, and I think that is scary. I think you're seeing this resurgence of people acting out on their fear and saying things that they don't really maybe mean, but uh, there's some, a lot of really harsh things being said, and when you sit across from someone and boil it down, I've been on a lot of flights this summer, and everything, the political climate was heated even then, and I sat across from people that were very different politically than I was, but they were able to sit across from me and have a very honest conversation, even highlighted by, I don't agree with your policy, but I could sit across from you, and yeah. look how this can I be. I could share an armrest. Right. You know, yeah. and have uh, half a bottle of wine on a plate. There you go. And you realize that we all, at the end of the day, you know, want a lot of the same core things. We go about it differently, and it's, it's a scary time in our nation right now, but I think that, for me, is, it's not necessarily that just Trump got elected, because I felt like if he did, I was assuming he'd be like, I'm going to denounce all these people that are saying hateful things or acting out on, on, on in my name. I thought he right. would do that as emphatically as he's gone after Alec Baldwin, but he's not done that right. as emphatically. So, you know, I have people like, well, you're just going to give him a chance. So, I don't know. I'm I'm optimistic that our leaders in the city and, you know, national level will help make sure our voices are continuing to be heard. I mean, I, I feel like I lived through a Bush presidency. I know this is worse, but I remember at that time, I don't know how we got out of getting any kind of, like, hate speech thrown at us on being on an all-gay show. President Bush mentioned us twice. Donald Trump was on Queer Eye. Yeah. Did an episode with us, so it's What do you remember weird. about it? I remember him being great. I remember yeah. really liking him. I yeah. remember he invited us to, some, to the Apprentice season finale party, which was really posh, and I hung out with Melania. I mean, hung out with, meaning I stood next to her and had some laughs right. for, like, you know, five minutes in a conversation, and thought they were delightful. And I, you know, I'm, in many ways, I'm sure they still are as entertainers. Um, a lot of the policy and a lot of things that are being swept under the carpet, obviously, we're all very nervous about and, yeah. and anxious, anxious, you know. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking to me. Yeah, of course. Have a great Thank time you. tonight. Yeah, and uh, a wonderful 2017. Yeah, enjoy the movie. 2017 will be better. I've seen it on video, but okay. I want to see it on the big screen. Oh, yeah. It should it's be good. I, awesome. I, yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Thank you. Good to see you. All right, next up, we're going to talk to the lead in the movie, uh, Van Hansis. He plays Dusty, and he's also been in the web series East Siders, and he's a four-time Emmy nominee for As the World Turns, and he's really, really good in this movie. So here's Van. I think you're terrific in the movie. Thank you. And you're like, you kept carry the whole thing. I was like, I remember when you broke down in the hospital, and I'm like, oh, this guy is digging deep. Oh, yeah. He's not fucking around. Yeah, what was... appealed to you about it? Um, I just, I, it was, it's like a, I've never read a script like this. I thought, it, you know, it's it's a noir film, but it's got a, a nice level of, like, camp to it, which was really fun. Right. I'm a huge, you know, John Waters fan, and I saw a little bit of that in there. Right. Of just, like, these crazy characters. And, and honestly, when I, I remember reading the script, I had no idea who did it. 
it uh, right. until the end. Until I didn't either. Yeah. I was so, surprised. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so it was really fantastic to like, you know, ha- be able to for the script to be able to carry that level of surprise all the way through the end. Um, so it was just it was so much fun. You know. Yeah, indie films like this are known for fast schedules. Oh what was gosh. the craziest thing you the did? Did craziest. you ever get thrown out of a location or? No, we, we never. You know, got out you of know how that that yeah. kind of that That's, fast pace. Yeah, oh my god. Fear about that. Yeah. But, um, I think the craziest thing we did is um, so we had the whole end of the film. Well, we, we shot mainly at night for about yeah. two weeks, so we'd get to um, the set at like 4 p.m., stay all night long, and leave when the sun was coming up. So there was a lot of like vampire feeling, right? Exactly. Um, and then there's, um, you know, they, they, we a, a number of the cast basically like we we shot um, the whole last third of the movie takes place in this one kind of mansion, right? And so it was like you know doing all like the the big fight stuff in the middle of the night running around a mansion um, it was crazy did you feel kind of like a badass I, you know what I did at one point yeah. I did it, it was, it's super fun to do stuff like that like, yeah. and you're um, like please I hope this looks as cool as it feels yeah and it felt really cool and then yeah. I watched it and it looks pretty cool I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled with how it looks and it's also you know just getting to get, get blood everywhere and yeah. like, all of that is so much fun I um, love it yeah so what's you know. your favorite memory of making it um, either on camera or off I would say just like the camaraderie between yeah. the crew and the cast, and you know when you're do- when you're shooting, um, you know on such a tight schedule and shooting mainly nights, you get this just really distorted sense of reality. And so it's a, it was a great pe- uh, great group of people to have that reality with. Yeah. yeah. And I interviewed uh, David and Casper about it, and they you know they talked about the Kickstarter thing, and they yes. said that you had fans from As the World Turns yeah. that were part of yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. It must be kind of wild to have those roads cross in that way. Yeah, the the intersectionality of it. Yeah, oh, I used a big word. I know. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed too. Yeah, it was really cool. And um, another really cool thing is that there was a, a, a large number of the cast had worked on um, Eastsiders, which right. Kit Williamson created. Um, and you so were on that as well. I'm on that as well. Yeah. yeah. And so there was so everybody kind of knew each other, and even right. people who I didn't know, I knew through people. So it was a really nice, um, uh, just connected group of people. Nice, awesome. Uh, coming up on the end of the year, best thing for you about 2016 and the. World worst thing about 2016. Oh my god, 2016 has been a... It's a uh, shit show. It's been a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I, the worst thing... Take a guess. Yeah, we, um, all, we, all, we all know. We all know what the worst thing yeah, is. Yeah. Um, best thing would be... Oh, shit. I'd say... Um, I don't know, I've just felt really... Fu- I mean, personally, i felt very fulfilled. Um, I've been working a lot, doing a lot of great stuff. Awesome. Um, and, um, you know, it's been a shitty year for the world. Right. And so, you know, knowing that maybe 2017 hopefully can be a little bit better. Is there something we should be watching for from you in 2017? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm uh, in an episode of The Deuce on nice. HBO, which is really fun. It's a show about the... Uh, I don't know that show. Is it new. Okay. Okay, awesome. It's, um, Jake, uh, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal and um, uh, James Franco were the lead. Nice. Um, and it's about the rise of the porn industry in the 1970s in New York City. Oh my goodness! Um, what so is your outfit like? It's this it's is like, right in my sweet.
sweet spot, by the um, way. It's like uh, bell bottoms. Yes. Like tight. Tight jeans. Tight jeans, tight shirt. Yeah. Leather jacket. Are you porny in it? I'm not. No, oh, okay. I'm, unfortunately. But, I'm um, not so porny. I have that. Um, and then I'm shooting a, um, I, I'm going to West Virginia to shoot a project where I play kind of like a um, real down-home Appalachian dude. All right. Um, who uh, works in a factory. So it's like kind of something I've never done before. Get to have a real fun accent in that. And um, yeah. And then there's some other stuff that I think yeah. that will be coming out in 2017 that I can't yet talk about. I love that. Yeah. Well, I was a fan of As the World Turns as Thank well. You. It's Thank not you. anymore. I know. It's not. Were you there till the end? I was, or? I was. Oh, so Yeah, I was there in the very that? last episode. Oh, that day must have been sad. It was, it was, you know what? I wish I realized what it was when yeah. it, that happened because I remember that like a lot of the cast stuck around to like the very last shot but yeah. all those young ones didn't we were like yeah. alright cool awesome yeah. <laughs> um, if we like shot in the morning and but but there was a you know I didn't you, when you know hindsight's funny Tony but looking looking back I, I, I didn't realize what uh, amazing um, opportunity that was to be there at the end and to um, to see my character yeah the show. who got to take home the hourglass That's what happened to the hourglass oh That's no I know I'm the, glo- the world the you're the globe yeah yeah, well, yeah. They did they sold they sold tons of shit awesome. um tons of stuff uh they, like, all of the like cause, you know it's a, a show about all these rich people and yeah. so we had chandeliers and like huge beautiful um couches that they sold at like basement prices and I really should have bought something but I didn't I know well, last question what's your favorite souvenir that you've ever taken from a job um lots of clothes yeah that's um, good yeah I have some did you take your this. swimming suit from this movie I didn't take my swimming suit yeah but actually no I think I did actually why not but I I took um and I never like wear it because I don't really dress the same way Dusty does but yeah. I have a pair of leather pants which is kind of fun always fun to have on yeah. hand never haven't worn them since the show ended yeah. and then I have like this awesome like jacket that again I've never worn yeah. but it's like like painted like flowers and black leather and I mean, I mean it's there'll be a por- there'll, there'll be a, a point there'll be a time life. when that's the when, outfit when that's I loved you wear. zipping around in that convertible like oh you own like you own Way that was that's yeah. one of our, our producers awesome. and driving that car was oh my god a lot of fun oh my god it was, awesome. it was one of the best things in my life awesome it's yeah. really fun to talk to you, you I really well. enjoyed the movie thank good you luck so with everything thank you. Thank thanks Kit Williamson is up next he created the web series Eastsiders which is a popular gay web series and he was also on several episodes of Mad Men which I loved talking to him about so here's Kit all right, Kit, you play a very mysterious character in this movie. What what appealed to you about it? What made you want to do it? It's a very um, different relationship than my other show, Eastsiders, and have right. so many of the cast members come together in super different roles. It was really fun, like an acting troupe coming together and playing something totally different. So to totally up into the relationship between uh, my character and Van's character was really fun for me. I love that. Well, it's a lot of the same people. How many overlap from East? Uh, Van Hansis, Brianna Brown. Yeah. Uh, me, um, and also Jonathan Lasecki is in Eastsiders, and Jay Rodriguez. And Eastsiders is ongoing, right? Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, still... uh, we have two seasons out now on And there's going to be a third? Yeah, we're working on a third right now. I love it. Well, they were, uh, David and Kath were talking to me about the Kickstarter thing, and that's probably something that you're familiar with as well. Yeah, that's how I uh, first came invo- uh, became involved in the project as a producer. Right. Uh, was consulting on their crowdfunding campaign and helping with casting. Yeah, it's, it's a full-time job, running one of those campaigns. Absolutely. It's a lot of work. 
if you do if you want to do it right, and you have to give back as much as you expect to, to yeah. receive. Now, uh, what's your favorite memory of making this movie? Oh gosh, it was uh, so fun all being holed up in this crazy uh, mansion house in the hills together in the upstairs bedroom uh, while there were like a uh, hundred extras downstairs and they were prepping this drone shot. This, yeah. The scope of it was really exciting and I think it's really captured that sort of West Hollywood vibe. Awesome. Well, I was I was like, oh, they got a drone. Oh, that was impressive. I was like, yes. Drone. She's got a drone. Uh, last question. Uh, what's, for you, what was the best thing about 2016 and the worst thing about 2016? Well, I think we all know the worst thing right, about exactly. 2016. Right, exactly. I don't even know why I even asked that. I, I hope that everybody said the same thing. Yeah. Unless they had like a close family member yeah. die in a fire. Yeah. It was definitely the election. Right. Uh, the best thing about 2016 for me was getting married. My husband and I got married in, uh, in February. Fantastic. Where did you get married? We got married in Joshua Tree National Park. How oh, beautiful. Our whole family on a bus from uh, the Saguaro into the middle of the park. We got married at Keys View overlooking the San Jacinto Mountains. I've never been to Joshua Tree. You have to go. Are the pictures you, amazing of your wedding pictures? They're amazing. Yeah. Give it a Google, man. But, uh, <laughs> I will give it a Google. But you've got to go to the center of the park at Keys View. It's yeah. an easy drive. You don't have to do any like right. strenuous hiking. And you get to the most beautiful place I've ever been in my life. Yeah. And not windy. Oh, it's I'm worried, so windy. I'm worried about my contacts. You'll Looking cute okay. in the pictures with my bring, sandy contacts. Bring some goggles and push your back to the wind. Awesome. Congratulations. Thanks for chatting with me no and worries. have a fun time tonight. Thank you so much. Awesome. It's a pleasure to meet you. You as well. Congrats what on that. What are you writing for? I, I, I do a podcast. Now, you had a you had a, a nice little role on Mad Men. But that was an incredible experience. Yes. John Hamm is so sexy, right? I mean, absolutely. It's a lot. It's but, a lot. Uh, in person, he's such a dad, which I really like. He like is always like bringing out like his phone to like uh, look at Lonely Island sketches and things like that. He's, he's got a really goofy, fun sensibility about him, which I think comes out in a lot of his other roles that he's done since then. What was your favorite memory of that? God, uh, that show we played a lot of games, which right. I really loved. Um, in like, between, in between takes, in between uh, setups, um, like it moved you know, in a kind category of trouble. A lot of catchphrase, okay, disc, yes, and mechanism, um, and also a lot of uh, like hangman. Funnily yeah, enough. like if we were in a place where we had to just have paper, somebody would always like start some sort of competitive game. I love that. What was, what was it like to be in on those sets and feel like you're in another time? Does it kind of does it kind of play a little trick on you? I, I think it would be really fun. It was really cool for me to. Um, <laughs> it was really cool for me to not only um, get to go into a different time period, but to go into the world of a show that I had been a huge fan of. Yes, I mean, it's absolutely hands down one of my favorite shows of all it's time. So good, I miss and it so much. To like walk into like uh, the actual office and like and recognize there's Joan. Everything. And there's Joan. I know. Exactly. It it's was amazing. really. Did you amazing. steal anything like an ashtray? Or anything, or did you bid on when they had the auction? I looked at that shit. It was they, too expensive. They were good to us, and they gave us all some mementos. Like, what did you get? Oh, I have a Sterling Cooper Draper Price um, mug. Shit. And I also have uh, one of the pits. Fuck. I bet that mug is amazing. Yeah, you know. All right. All right. I want that mug. Thank you oh, for... Such a pleasure all right. Fun talking to you. All right. Next up, we have Yolanda Ross, who plays a detective in the movie, and you might have also seen her in Baz Luhrmann's The Get Down, and after I shut off the recorder, she told me that she's also got something exciting coming up that may be on your TV on a Thursday night, not too far in the future. Boy, that was cryptic. All right, here's Yolanda. 
Now, on tonight's film, Kiss Me, Kill Me, what drew you to it? What made you want to do it? It's fun. Yeah. It's a fun film, and it, I feel it's a film that you haven't seen before. Because yeah. it's such a smart topic having a film noir set in West Hollywood. Yeah. So it's like putting a lot of worlds together that I, I haven't seen. Yeah. What's your favorite memory of making it? Something that got you laughing, or a silly day? or Everything with Jay. Yeah. Everything with Jay. Because you, you guys play partners. You play yeah. partners. And I really want to do that again. I'll just yeah. put that on the record. I want to work with Jay again. You guys should be on a Law & Order thing together. As the Law & Order or have our own little cop show. Yes. Have you played um, a cop before? Yeah, B-Cop and Detective. Yeah, yeah, awesome. But this was the first time I got to have fun with it. I love that. Um, I'm asking everybody this question. What was the best thing about 2016 for you and the worst thing? I know. Everyone's, uh, you know, we don't need to go. Everyone yeah, says the same I mean, thing. From the election to the death. Like, yeah. This year is just, I'm ready for it to be over. I know. 2016 is a shit show. Yeah, shit show. <laughs> so, like, the positive. What was, what was something great breathing. about it? That you're still here? Yeah. I love it. All right. That's a good one. Yeah. You survived. Congrats and have fun tonight. Thank you. Next up is Jonathan Lezecki. He's hilarious in the movie Kiss Me, Kill Me. He plays the pink dot uh, cashier. Uh, you may also know him from his movie, Gaby, which was a really funny, smart movie from a couple years ago. So here's Jonathan. All right, Jonathan Lasecki, you have moments of comedy and terror in this film. I do. You, re you really run the gamut. Thank you so much. It's yes. so nice of you to notice the terror. Yes. That People only notice the comedy for no, me. <laughs> I feel like you kind of shit your pants a little. Yeah, actually, it was it was very specifically on Casper's party. It was like, you should be scared at one point. Yes. <laughs> Someone's holding a gun to you. And I was like, oh, okay. If yeah, you want I, I, yeah, I'll still <laughs> land the funny lines, but yeah. Um, yeah. What appealed to you about doing this? Um, well, David actually said he specifically made this part for me, which I thought was so That's sweet. so you know, nice. Anybody right? says that to you, exactly. you know how it is. You're like, oh, girl, of yeah. course. Yes, I'm there. But also, you know, I know most of these boys. I've been on Insiders twice now, Right. And I'm, I know Kid and Van. And, right. You know, a lot of these are cast like a rep from company. the festival yeah. circuit. You know, and they're all such nice people. So I was like, sure, I'll do that. I had just moved here, and it was literally the first thing I did. Now, you... Uh, play the clerk in the pink dot where a lot of shit goes down. When you drive by it now, do you think, oh, that's where I work? It's so interesting. I actually wish I had kept the t-shirt because those t-shirts are really iconic looking like yes. the design of pink dot is actually like, pretty the, cool. The blue and the pink together. Uh, but I do have flashes when I see it. Yeah. You know, this, this interesting thing about the pink dot is because it's usually open very late. Yeah. You're only allowed to shoot after 2 a.m. and until 10 a.m. So you better fucking know your lines. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, we were in there overnight two nights in a row. Yeah, they, uh, Casper yes, and David said it was yeah. a little fraught. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite memory of making the movie? Something happened between set shots or... Let me think about that for a second. Um, it was very cold the night we shot. I remember there was a very handsome PA who kept me warm by holding me. That's um, amazing. That was really Is he here tonight? He should be. I, I hope so. I will point him Was he gay? Name or was he, he um, gay enough? He was gay enough for me. Yeah, I um, love it. I actually, you know, who was wonderful is... Uh, the cinematographer was so awesome. Yeah. They were, it was such a, you know, sometimes, you know, a movie at a, at a budget where, you know, you have to... Yeah, people under a lot of pressure. People, under yeah. a lot of pressure, but for a little time, those guys were amazing, and 
get to see the set so happy, and they were, and it looks really. I mean, you've yeah, seen. Yeah, it, it looks. It looks, I, it looks a lot more expensive than it probably was. Yeah, and it was cool to meet Gail from yeah. you know Queer Spoke. Yes. Randy's actually in Gaby, my movie, a little yes, bit. Yes, I love so Gaby, by the no, way. BTW. No, I know you need House Sparks, Sharon Glass. Yeah. Um, last question. <laughs> what for you is the best thing about 2016 and the worst thing? Uh, the best thing about 2016 is definitely not just Beyonce and Lemonade, but the fact that I saw her at Dodger Stadium and she sang Love on Top acapella at Dodger Stadium and Monkey. That's crazy. kind of my favorite Beyonce like, song. It's an underappreciated gem. It's amazing. It's it was such amazing. a good song. So that was amazing. Yeah. Because I had these crazy scenes that I can't yeah. even tell you how close they were. It's crazy. At um, Dodger Stadium? Dodger Stadium should play this year. Outdoors. Like singing wow. acapella. It's like insane. Like that yeah. takes so much technical skill. And I would say the worst thing about this year is um, so many things, but you know, I'm just going to pick one that has nothing to do with anything that we're so unhappy about right now and just say that uh, Prince passing was very Yes, he's I gone. Love Prince. I yeah. really quite love Prince, and he's another person I saw, and he probably gave the best concert I will ever see in my lifetime. I got to see him once in Hawaii. It was kind of a weird, random thing, and I was there. And and, and his, the musicianship, the, like he would, kill it on the, he would kill it on the guitar, and then he's like, I'm going to go to the piano now and blow your mind. He can play anything. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, that is a, a big loss for you, man. Yeah. Well, it was really fun talking to you. Congrats on the movie. And uh, you as well. I'll see you at the party. Awesome. I also talked to Matthew Ludwinski at the premiere. He plays a character who's got a goofy name, Gregory. And I'm like, what kind of name is that? But luckily, the film calls out the fact that his name's goofy and pretentious. Um, He's really fun. And he also starred in the movie Going Down in La La Land, if you happen to see that. So here's Matthew. What appeals to you about this movie, or this character? Um, my character is very complex. Yeah. Uh, you know, from the outside, he he really looks like a devious slut. But, uh, but really, he's just, you know, um, uh, a struggling pretty boy that fell in love with the wrong guy. Right. Um, so it's a I, very fine line between it, devious slut and struggling pretty boy who fell in love with the wrong guy. So the other characters, he's kind of an outcast because the other characters sort of treat him, uh, you know, like the devious slut. But, yes. but he, you know, I, I defend that he, um, you know, is doing the best he can. Yeah. Um, uh, for, uh, you know, platinum blonde West exactly. Hollywood go-go boy. Yeah, you were rocking the blonde. <laughs> you were rocking the platinum. Yeah, How was I just, that? I just wanted to look different from the other guys so I could yeah. stand out. I, see, think, it, I think it works. <laughs> and you have a fun little outfit that you rock in a go-go scene? Yeah, they didn't let me take it home, but I was, I was, it was kind addicted of, to it. What was going on with it? I don't it was like know. strappy it was, and... It was gold and there were straps on my butt in weird places that you wouldn't expect. And yeah. Yes, it was fun. It was all right. Yeah. What's your favorite mo- memory of making it? Either on camera or off camera or laughing, um, doing something crazy. I remember, sh- you know, I don't know if this is my favorite memory, but it was one of the weirder memories was when I, uh, when we shot the, the, the funeral scene. Um, and we were we were filming in a funeral. It was so interesting. And, and I got to, uh, you'll see, uh, <laughs> dramatically throw myself on the coffin. Uh, so that's an experience that's that like any a actor pe- would die for. That's a Pedro Almodovar moment right there. Yeah, Did you hurt character. yourself? Did you hurt? Uh, only emotionally. Only emotionally. Only emotionally pain. My character sort of, um, as West Hollywood Go-Go Boys do, I, I, I think he, he kind of envisions his life as a soap opera where he 
is the protagonist at the yes. center of it. And so he lives his life in, in that way. Um, like he's in a reality show. Like he's, he's in a reality, reality show. show. Like yeah, he's a yeah. Kardashian, yes. a lost Kardashian. Yes, 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 um, yes. Coming up on the end of the year, what was the best thing about 2016 for you and the worst thing? Oh, my goodness. The best thing about 2016. Oh, this is one of those, this is one of those questions where your mind goes totally blank. That's all right. Said, well, let's see. January, start the year off fine. Uh, February. What did I do this year? You know, uh, Fire Island is still there. Did you go there? Fire Island. Fire Island hasn't changed. It's still paradise. Do you have a normal group that so, you hang out with at Fire Island? And I do. I have a little tribe. I love it. You're, yeah. Do you have the house, the rental, and every the summer share? Uh, we, I, I, it's, it's not the same one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, I, I, um, I don't get a share because I don't live there. Right. I just, I just, I'll just rent a room for the the, 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 the weekends that, that I visited. I love it. Um, you know, I've only been there once, but I love it. Yeah. And the worst thing about 2016. We have to protect it. It's one I know. Of our, one of our last, like, I know. We gay, lost gay Frontiers rain, Magazine. Gay Rainforest. I know. Oh. <laughs> I know what's next. Wait. I'm going to trademark that Gay Rainforest. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Fire Island is like the Gay Rainforest, and we've yeah. got a... I'll do a we telethon. I don't care. Oh, my goodness. All right. I will make phone calls. All right. Do you have anything for the worst thing of 2016? The worst thing. Oh, my Everyone's God. saying the you-know-what, right? <laughs> Um, the worst thing of 2016, well, Trump was pretty bad, but it, it, it was worse that uh, my boyfriend won't bottom for me. God damn it. <laughs> Is he here tonight? <laughs> I can't say. All right. That's a lot. It's shameful. Did you know that going in? Um, I did, so. <laughs> so. But now, but it's one thing to know it, and then it's and then another thing to live it. it. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So well, tired. 2017. So tired. 2017, I hope it, I hope it happens Thank for you. you. All right. Congrats on the movie. Allison Lane is up next. She plays one half of a very funny lesbian couple in Kiss Me, Kill Me. And I actually first met her on the film festival circuit. She also appeared in the movie Going Down in La La Land. And she's a delight and a lot of fun. So here's Allison. Okay, I'm here with Allison Lane. Hello. Uh, one of my favorite Outfest people that I see at Outfest. Um, you've been in a number of uh, Outfest films, and um, you play one half of a very memorable lesbian couple in this movie. Thank you. What appealed to you about the project? Um, first of all, I love Casper. I'm, uh, I've done this is like my 17th film with Casper. You're like you're like Hector Elizondo <laughs> to Gary Marshall. You're his you're his Hector Elizondo. I love that. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I hope I live up to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm like, whenever Casper is doing something, I'm always like, yes, please. Sign me yeah. up. I'm done. I'm there. Okay. Um, and then David Michael Barrett is amazing. And this is actually, I uh, had a very, very small role in Such Good People. This is my second movie with him. All right. And he's awesome. Um, and of course, Jackie Monahan. Just right. Jackie. She plays your lover, your lesbian lover. She does. Can I swear on this podcast? Yes. Jackie motherfucking Monahan. Yeah. I love her so much. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's amazing. Did you guys do any research into lesbianism? Or we like to scissor a lot. Sure, so. of course. I think you, you know, I don't, I'm no, I don't know what that is, but it sounds, I mean, I kind of know. Um, what was your favorite memory of working on it? Um, ja- okay, this is so horrible, but 
Jackie and I, there was a grave scene. Yeah. And But I was wearing these spiked heels. And if you've ever walked through a grave site with spiked heels, it was miserable. Were you sinking into the... I was, you were and sinking. she was supporting me. So That's we, like Mariah Carey at the end of Glitter when she shows up on the farm. <laughs> And she's got heels, and she's like trying to walk and see her mom on the farm. Oh my god! I love, yeah, she kind of sinks. Yeah, so you're <laughs> part of a it. cinematic tradition. I am, and so Jackie and I ended up sitting on uh, gravestones in between takes. We were yeah. sitting. We we're like, "Who is this person? Thank you, thank you for your <laughs> death, so that we." Could... <laughs> so you couldn't, because you were sinking. Otherwise, you'd be in a sink. No, it was horrible. Yeah. I had to. I had to sit. Otherwise, I would right. fall. So they were supporting me, I love even it. in the afterlife. I love it. All right, we're coming up to the end of the year. Yes. What for you was the best thing about? 2016 oh and the worst thing about oh 2016. Oh my god. So easy. The Cubs winning was the best thing about 2016. Are you a Chicago girl? I am a total Chicago girl. Oh, I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and so Where I were was, you when they won? Like, what, was, how did you celebrate? Well, what uh, happened? I was I was in Big Bear, California, okay. and I was just watching on TV, and I was screaming and crying, and right. my husband was holding me, and um, then I was talking to family, and we were... It was almost like... It, it, You've never experienced anything like this. It was yeah. so crazy. It was just beyond anything. My mother, who is no longer with us, right. was a huge Cubs fan. Oh, my God. And so, you know, she had to be smiling when that happened. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Okay. And then one week later. I know. I, I, I'm going to ask everyone what the worst thing is, and I think everyone's going to say. It was pretty, I mean, people yeah. are saying. Yeah. Oh, We're sorry. podcasting. It's okay. We're podcasting. It's okay. Sorry, it's podcasting. one of our adoring fans yeah. rushing in the yeah. podcast. Hey, baby. Oh, you're gorgeous. Yeah. Oh all right, no worries. Um, um, yeah, so, yeah, one week later. Yeah. Have you seen this movie? Yet? I have seen this movie. Okay, cool, I think awesome. this is my fourth time seeing it. Nice. Yeah. All right, good. Well, I look forward to seeing it with an audience. Yeah. And uh, thanks Fabulous. for talking to me. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> Allison Lane, everybody. <laughs> Craig Robert Young is an actor from the UK who plays a therapist in the movie. He's also been in... Uh, shows like Hawaii Five O and NCIS Los Angeles and Charmed, which I should have asked him about, like who was crazy on that show, but I forgot to. So anyway, here is Craig. All right, I'm here with Craig. You play a very interesting character in this movie. What drew you to it? What made you want to do it? Um, I think because uh, it was oh, sorry, it was sort of a. Um, it was a great script, first and foremost. I thought, you know, this murder mystery set in West Hollywood um, uh, was really appealing because I've never read anything like it before. Normally, you see like these, you know, gays, uh, LGBT movies that are sort of themed it very highly sexualized. And, you know, for me, this was like very interesting and well written. It could have been, you know, could have been set in um, London or anywhere with with straight characters and it still would have played as well so yeah. I thought that was right, really kind of cool it was a, it was a good representation of um, the LGBT community in, yeah. in Hollywood Now your character is a therapist yeah. and does some hypnosis type stuff did you do any research or did you talk to anybody about that stuff? I did yeah, a very good friend of mine is actually um, a hypnotherapist and so you know you see these like classic movies sometimes and it's like click you're under you know yeah. And I was like, um, does that really happen? And she's like, no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for me, it was about, you know, finding out 
out what that terminology was and, and how to sort of coach somebody to go under and how to get them to a certain place of, of transgression to find out what actually happened or what was going on in their life at that time. So, yeah. yeah. So I did actually sat down with an actual therapist. And, awesome. Um, yeah. What's your favorite memory of making it? Something that happened, you know, behind or on set, on set, on set, you know. Um, you know, it was, it was a really fun time. We really sort of felt like family because uh, a lot of it was night shoots. Right. So when you're doing night shoots, you just sort of, um, you sort of gel and bond with, you know, the people you're working with. And uh, Van Hansis and Brianna Brown and Kit Williams, um, you know, a lot of downtime and stuff. So we'd, we'd end up just making these parody little... Um, Videos. What are your parody videos? I want to know about that. Well, they were they were more like film um, film posters, you know, like right. sort of like crazy film posters that was was right. sort of funny and <laughs> you would recreate film posters in a parody way. Yeah, or give them like you know like those trashy romance novels. Like I love like, it. Yeah, you do like Fabio book covers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Shirtless, I imagine. Yeah, um, like, you know. Yeah, it's it's it funny. Yeah. I guess that was a good memory that I yeah, had. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're coming up on the end of the year. For you, what's the best thing about 2016 and the worst thing? Um, you know, the, the best thing has been actually traveling with this film and going to all the different cities around uh, uh, America and just sort of seeing lots of different places and meeting the people in How this. long have you lived in the States? Um, I've actually been, the first time I came here was 18 years ago. Right. But then I've been uh, traveling, you know, all over the world sort of shooting. Um, but I've had a home here for um, the past 10 years. So. All right, cool. Uh, but back and forth to here in London. Where's the wildest place you went with the film? Did you go internationally? Uh, they do a good festival there. I they had a do. short film there, and they were so good to us. Yeah, they were lovely. I love Indianapolis. Shout out to Indianapolis Film Festival. Yeah, and also uh, Florida. Uh, Miami was great yeah. as well. So, yeah, I went to Chicago, Miami, uh, Indianapolis. Nice. Um, yeah, quite a few different places. Um, San Francisco. And... Um, but yeah, so that was a highlight. I, I guess you know the downside is just sort of the worry for the future of the next president, the yeah. president-elect, and you know sort of being very invested in this election with Hillary, and, you know, hoping for a, a more loving future. And yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. But just really sort of creating that fear and doubt uh, in people's mind, especially my mind, about I'm worried about the future of this country and the world. Really. Well, maybe at times like this, people need escapists entertainment and fun thrillers to watch yeah, to keep man. their mind off it like yours. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. Right, I appreciate fun talking it. To you. Very nice to meet you. You as well. And I also talked to the writer and the director again just to get a few of their memories from 2016 and talk about a few other little things. So let's start with David Michael Barrett, the screenwriter of Kiss Me, Kill Me. Okay, here with David Michael Barrett, the screenwriter who had previous guests on the podcast. Um, I'm asking everybody this question. Can I move you guys right Yeah, we're moving. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the best thing about 2016 for you and the worst thing? The best thing about 2016 was the release of Kiss Me, Kill Me. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, that we can celebrate this film with all the tremendous people that worked so hard on it, and we're all so proud of it. Um, and the absolute
the, the worst thing? Yeah, everyone's well, got the same answer. Without a doubt. I know. The, the, the end of our country as we yeah. know it. Yeah. The, the, you know, the rise of uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, something I wanted to ask you and Casper about when I saw you, because you guys have been making films for a while. Have you noticed a difference in, in actors being more open to playing gay characters? Because I remember when Queer as Folk first started, they told me there were a lot of actors that wouldn't even go near it. And I wonder, because you guys have been in this game for a while, if there's a little bit more, well, if people aren't so uptight anymore. You know, maybe. generally the, the actors that, have, that I've cast in my gay films have been gay. Right, so and openly and out. Yeah, and, and, and out. Yeah. So I, I don't think that anybody had an issue. Right. Um, I have cast some straight characters, straight actors who play gay characters, and they didn't seem to care about it either. Yeah, so. it's good. I feel like it's loosening up. And but, I, but, I mean, it'll really make a big difference when we can say that about studio films, though. Yeah. These are gay indie films. When yeah. studios start casting, because I saw some report that there was, like, some statistic that studios have, like, just a minuscule amount of gay characters in studio-released feature films, which I'm not, is terrible. Yeah, well, there a lot of them are, like, big temple movies, and, you right. know, but they there's some, a, a they lot need, on TV, which is great. More yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, yeah. enjoy tonight. You look very nice. Thank you very much. I love your tie. Thank you, you very much. It and, you look super handsome tonight. Thank you very you? much. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm kind of hot to try. I'm kind of hot to try. <laughs> so I'm wondering if there's any... You're a little overdressed. You didn't have to wear a tux. I know. I didn't. I wore like a nice little shirt. All right. Thank have you. a fun night. Thank you. Bye-bye. And we'll wrap it up with the film's director, Casper Andreas. All right. Um, what's your favorite memory of making the movie? Mr. Director. Um, my favorite memory was... Uh, um, my favorite memory from making a movie. I think we have to do this one more time. We have to think about this. All right, I'll, we'll come back to that. Um, what's What's the best thing about 2016 for you, and the worst thing? The worst thing was easy. Yeah, everyone said the same thing. Uh, the election, of course. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say the uh, <laughs> Brexit. Yeah, Brexit. I was gonna say Brexit or uh, the the cancellation of Top Model. No, I don't know. No, the best thing. Uh, I think. I mean, for, yeah, meeting my boyfriend. Awesome. Is yes. he here tonight? No, he's not, but his mom is here. His mom is here. Yes. Your boyfriend's mom is seeing the movie. Yes. Has he? Has she seen it yet? She hasn't seen it yet. No. Yes. So it's exciting. Yes. That's wild. <laughs> now, where is he from? Where, where do you guys uh, well, in New he York? Well, he grew up in LA, but he lives in New York. So, so. you guys, you're in New York. Yeah. Because yeah. you're mostly there. I'm back and forth. You're back and yeah. forth. All right. Congrats. That's cool. Yeah. All right. That's a good thing. Okay. Did you come up with a favorite memory? Or was there? Uh, well, what was the best day and the worst day? The worst day was when it rained one day and we were out on the street trying to shoot scenes with the top down on this borrowed horse car that couldn't get wet inside and it was very hellish. How did and, you deal with it? And then the, I know, it was awful. It was okay. a bad day. The best day, I would say, was uh, when we wrapped. Yeah, when it's done. You got <laughs> through it. No, it was a very stressful shoot, but it was a really fun shoot as well. I know, just from d- directing short films, that when, they, when I finish, the next few days it's like I've been hit by a truck. And that's just a short. What is it like for you the day after you wrap, the next day after you wrap? Because I feel like I got hit by a bus. You know, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, You're used to it, probably. I'm got a little bit used to it, because this, this is yes. my seventh film, and but uh, so I have gotten used to it, but being a producer on the film also, it's like, the next day is just yeah, 
yeah, working day. This is more stuff it's to do. Not, you know, that's not you a day off. You don't go to a Thai spa and get walked on or anything like that? No, maybe a, maybe a week later. Okay, good. <laughs> I was talking to David about this. You've been making films in the in the gay space for a while. Have you noticed a difference in terms of actors wa- being willing to play gay, gay characters? I, I, in the time that you've done it, are people less uptight now than they might have been, like, before? Well, you know, there's luckily always actors who are willing to do it and yeah. not scared of, of doing that. But there, I always think encounter people who have a problem with it. Right. And it's, it's going to hurt it, their career or whatever. And so it's not think, lessening I don't know time. if I can see that that it's lessens. You know, because people who don't want to do it, they don't even want to audition on most of the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, congrats. It's going to be so fun to see it on the big screen. Thank you so All much. All right. Have a great night. <laughs> okay. Thanks to everyone at the Kiss Me, Kill Me premiere. The movie's out now on video on demand and DVD, and it was great to see it on the big screen. It really looked good. It made L.A. look good. West Hollywood look good. It looked probably a lot more uh, expensive than it cost. All right, so this happened. Um, I think I mentioned before that, you know, I have a dog, Enzo, and my local dog park was part of a competition between four area dog parks put on by the food brand Beneful. So uh, whoever voted the most times on social media, that park was going to get a $20,000 makeover. Well, our park won. And let me just say, in the crushing wake of the presidential election, it was nice to have a win in the, uh, in the household. So um, the cool thing was, last week we had our little award ceremony in the morning, and a bunch of people from Benefil flew out from Boston, so it must be serious if they're going to fly people in, and uh, they had some little gift bags, and, you know, they put signs up at the park and whatever, but the coolest thing was, was our local representative, Paul Krikorian, gave a speech, um, you know, thanking the community for supporting the park and the contest, and it's so exciting, and blah, 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 and added that the city was going to match Beneful's $20,000. So we're going to get a $40,000 dog park makeover. And I don't know what that's going to look like, what that means. Hopefully it'll be great, but it was very exciting and I will keep you posted. And I think Enzo was very thrilled. I know he did a lot of modeling for Instagram photos that took a lot out of him, but it was worth it because we won the makeover. So more details to come. But I'm telling you, if that that's maybe the best thing that happened this year. <laughs> okay. That'll tell you. It's 2016, man. Wow. We're just trying to get through it. All right. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll join you. We'll catch you. We're not going to join you. You're going to join me. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. <laughs>